Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vandervliet here. Of course, if you've been listening to the show for the last couple of days, I am not with my canine co-host. Uh, Woody is back home. I am traveling with my beautiful wife. I am her arm candy for business trip that she is on. So I'm doing the show remote. Don't have as many resources I would have back at the PBL studios, but I want to deliver some content because there's so much going on in this election, this cluster fun park of election. It's just amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, there's one thing that is so important to remember here. We are witnessing history. In fact, I wouldn't say we're witnessing history as is we are a part of history. I mean, we are literally a part of what's going on right now. If you voted, and I'm sure you did, you're a part of this history that we're witnessing right right in front of our own eyes, unfold as it is. And it is the most amazing thing. You know, I knew and I know the Democrats are corrupt. They've been corrupt their whole political party. From time, from the beginning of the political party for the Democrats, they have been corrupt. Remember, the Democrats are the party of slavery. They started slavery. They wanted to keep, they fought slavery. They fought a civil war for slavery. They were the party of segregation, Jim Crow. Remember, Bull Connor and George Wallace were Democrats, right? I mean, they were the Jim Crow guys. The Deep South, where we had Jim Crow laws, they were all Democrats. The Democrats today, what do they do? They employ Antifa and BLM to be their militant wing of the party, just like they did with the KKK. So the Democrats will go to any length to gain and retain power. And we're seeing that now with this election. This is got to be the most amazing um, thing I have ever witnessed in politics. And I've, I've, like I said, I've loved politics. I've been paying attention to it since the early 90s. That's why I'm doing this, because I got so tired of the media just lying to us. So it's time for us to come together and witness and understand and uncover the truth. And here we are. So let's, let's recap. Allegedly, Joe Biden is the uh, winner of this election. I say allegedly because you have several contested states. You've got Georgia, my home state, going through a recount right now. You've got Pennsylvania, which is a real cluster fun park, Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona. Those are all the states right now that the Trump campaign is looking to change the outcome of. Right now, they all lead Biden. Now, keep this in mind. As I record this, no state has certified the results. And that's important because they cannot send their results to the Electoral College unless they're certified. Certified, The Electoral College, per the Constitution of the United States of America, meets on December 14th. So that's the time frame that the Trump administration has. And um, he's got some good people. I'm going to do an expose or a profile on his lawyers on some shows next week. But on Friday... There was a presser with Rudy Giuliani, uh, Jenna Ellis, one of the lawyers, and Sidney Powell, 
one of Trump's lawyers as well. And Powell is, if, you, uh, if you've been watching her, she is the one who's, who, had that, who coined that phrase, I'm going to release the Kraken. Well, they started to do it at this conference. I'm going to play clips from the conference. And then we'll talk about those things, but it's not done yet because here is what they're doing. And this is actually, I believe, a strategy from Rudy Giuliani. He employed this strategy with the Hunter Biden tapes. Just give them a little. Don't give them everything because if you give them everything, that gives them time to recoup. So we don't have the whole story yet, but we now have the strategy. So let's get into this. What you're going to see is you're going to see Rudy Giuliani speak. You're going to see Sidney Powell speak. And then I'm going to end this with just a, a nasty clip from the media, what the media does. Uh, with Rudy Giuliani. It's just disgusting. It's petty. It's childish. But that's who the media are. Now, it's funny that this is happening right now, this, this presser. Some of the things you're going to hear in here, um, on my travels down through Florida, my wife and I were talking about this, is that creeping socialism to communism in the United States. And a lot of people just don't want to accept it. I put out a video a couple of days ago about the boiling frog, the, the the, the myth or the theory of the boiling frog is, you know, a frog's body can relegate its temperature, its body temperature. So you put it in some water at a certain temperature, the frog raises its body temperature to that water, and you just keep turning up the heat. Frog thinks it's comfortable. It's in a sauna. Before it's too late, frog is dead. And that's what's going on in our country. And, I, and I've, been this, I've been seeing this and witnessing this for a while now. And you, you see this election, and, and it all makes sense. The Democrat Party, make no mistake, the Democrat Party is marching towards socialism. And socialism, all socialism is, is a gateway to communism. Now, what's the first, what, how does this work? How do companies, how do, how do governments do this? How do they take a free society, alleged free society like America, and turn it into a socialist society? Well, the first thing they need is levers of power. They need to have power. They need to have absolute power. And this is why the Democrats are so upset right now. They lost what they wanted in this election. And what they wanted in this election was not just the presidency. That was a part of it. It was a means to an end. But they wanted the Senate. Because without the Senate, they can't get to the Supreme Court. And without the Supreme Court, they can't stack it. They can't change the Supreme Court without stacking it, by the way. They're, the justices on the Supreme Court right now, relatively young, they're going to be there for a long time. And they want the Supreme Court because they cannot achieve their goals without the Supreme Court. So what they have to do is they got to incremental it in. And here's what happens is once they get that absolute power is they crash the economy. For example, um, Venezuela. And you're going to hear Venezuela come up in this press concert. Venezuela was one of the first things Hugo Chavez did when he took over power of Venezuela. He took over the oil industry. He, he, he declared that they were uh, bad for the country, that they were hoarding money, that they weren't giving back to the people. So he took over the oil industry and it subsequently destroyed it. Now he created a crisis. Now the economy crashes. So what did he do after that? He took over the grocery stores. And this is what happens. If you ever read the book Atlas Shrugged, it's, it's beautifully written and it, it, it kind of spells it all out in, in this story of uh, government run amok corruption, and it's got a love story behind it. So if you like love stories, Atlas Shrug really is a love story. So anyway, what happens, the, th the, th the thesis of this is the government to take control of everything, create a crisis, crash an economy, crash an industry, and then they come in and rush to 
fix it, repair it, because only government can do it. Another example I'll give you, and then we'll get into this press conference, is General Motors. Uh, during the Obama administration, remember when the economy dipped, they offered a buyout for General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler. Ford said, hey, pack sand, we're not going to be a part of this, because Ford understood that once the government gets its tentacles in you, they don't come out. Chrysler subsequently now is a foreign company. Chrysler owns by, is owned by Fiat. Chrysler was so sold. An American auto manufacturing company was sold to a foreign company. And GM, G, Obama administration went in there to GM and they said, we want you to get rid of this line, this line, this line, and get rid of those trucks because trucks are bad for the environment. And GM goes, um, can we show you something? And GM showed the Obama administration their P&L and how their profit came from trucks, trucks, SUVs. That was keeping them afloat. So the Obama administration backed off on that. But that's a perfect example of how government run amok, where they come in and they take control and they'll subsequently destroy your industry. Because of the Obama administration, one of our big three auto manufacturers is a foreign company. Now, I know somebody's saying, you know, they probably would have gone under. You really think they would have gone under? If they would have filed chapter, uh, filed for bankruptcy, reorganized? I mean, do you really think they would have gone under? I don't think they would have gone under. But they took the bailout, and then the government forced a sale. And that's where we're at. If we don't fight this, if we don't fight this election right here, right now, that incremental socialism will be one step closer. Now, the Democrats won't have the power because they won't have the Senate. But look at what they're doing with the Senate. The two races here in Georgia are the gateway. We're the firewall. Georgia is the firewall. And if the Democrats can break that firewall, they've got the Senate, the presidency, they've got the power. And that we cannot have. So let's get into this press concert. I'm going to play some audio if you're listening to this on audio and some video if you're watching it on the video. And then uh, for after each one, we'll kind of have a conversation about it. So this one is Rudy Giuliani. Again, they gave this press conference on Friday. It is a long press conference. So I'll try to find a link for the whole thing and I'll put it in my show notes if you want to watch the whole press conference. Don't have time to do that here. But let's play these clips and kind of give you an idea of where the Trump administration is going. Here's the first one. Almost every civilized country, even Tanzania and pl places that you wouldn't think of, have uh, rules about inspectors, particularly for mail-in ballots. And why particularly for mail-in ballots? Because they can more easily be defrauded and you can't check on it. People who have never done a mail-in ballot, you, I'm going to show you why it's so easy. Well, you fill out an envelope like this. You put your, usually in, in New York, it would be your, your assembly district and the, and the precinct in which you're voting. You fill out your name and your address and you sign it. You then use an inner envelope and you put the ballot inside the inner envelope. You seal it all and you send it in. When it's being, when it's being counted, Almost invariably in the United States, up until the mass cheating that went on in this election, a Republican and a Democrat inspector, as well as others, if there are other parties, is allowed to watch the unsealing of this ballot. It used to go on all over America when we conducted honest elections. Because the only time you can ever find out if it's a fraudulent ballot is when it is looked at, 
The minute you approve this, it's thrown away, gone for eternity. The only thing left is the vote. That could have been Mickey Mouse. That could have been a dead person. That could have been not filled out properly. That could have been the same person 30 times. That could have been, and all these things have happened, by the way. That could have been um, nothing filled out. We'd never know. So, for example, the recount being done in Georgia will tell us nothing because these fraudulent ballots will just be counted again because they wouldn't supply the signatures to match the ballots. So it means nothing to have counted these ballots because, for example, in Pennsylvania, where we have probably our most precise evidence, 682,770 of these ballots were cast, put in, and they weren't inspected which renders them uh, ballots that are null and void, cannot be counted, have to be removed from the, from the vote. Uh, why? For several reasons, not the least of which is, that was basically only one of two places in the state where it was done. So in the other parts of the state, there was a legitimate inspection of the ballots. So if you have two different standards in different parts of the state, one favoring one part of the state, the other disfavoring the other part of the state. That's a classic violation of the Equal Protection Clause of the United States Constitution. Uh, Bush v. Gore being the most recent case that, uh, that, that teaches that. Uh, that's not the only fraud that went on in Pennsylvania. All of the other frauds carried out in the other states by the Democrat uh, bosses uh, happened there as well. For example, and he's going to get into the example in another clip. So, the, the significance of this is is exactly what we talked about in the Bush v. Gore and the equal protection clause of your vote. Every vote is equal in the United States of America, per the Constitution. Every single vote is equal. So, if one vote was handled one way and the other vote was handled another way, how are they equal? That's going to be the argument if this goes to the Supreme Court, and that's where they're taking this right now. So he mentioned Wisconsin. They got approval to count two counties in Wisconsin, which equal 800,000 votes. Now, yesterday I talked about how they sent a petition to Wisconsin. They paid the $3 million to count two counties. Well, Wisconsin has come back and agreed to that, and they're going to start the recount of those two counties. So the Equal Protection Clause is why they argued for those two counties, and there are 800,000 votes. If they can invalidate just 20,000 of them for Biden, 20,001, I guess it would be, then the state now leans towards Trump. Now, this is another thing to think about, is remember that the, t the clock is ticking. They have got to get all of this done before the December 14th date when the Electoral College meets. So if they can go to Wisconsin, do these, vote, these recounts right now, and that turns Wisconsin, and those electoral votes now lean towards Trump or go to Trump, then they can certify the election and it goes to the Electoral College for Trump. And if they, can, if they do the same thing in these other states and they can prevent some of these states from certifying their elections, like Detroit or like not Detroit, but Michigan, uh, then that state will not be able to send their electoral votes to the Electoral College to vote on December 14th. And that would prevent either candidate 
from getting to the 270 magic number. And the reason that that's significant is because per the Constitution, again, Trump is playing the long game here. And this is a beautiful thing. He is playing the long game. Per the Constitution, a candidate has to get to 270 electoral votes. If they don't, it goes to the House. And at the House, the way they vote for president in the House, if it goes to the House, is that they get one vote per state. Currently, 26 states, I believe, are Republican. Trump wins the election, unless somebody flips. But it could be a Democrat that flips. So that's, that's where we're at right now. So this is very strategically being played out by the Trump. And I know the media and several pundits on the left and the right are saying, look at all these lawsuits they're throwing out there. It's, it's a fool's game. They're not going to win all these lawsuits. Ha, ha, ha. They lost another one. They lost another one. Actually, this is pretty strategic the way they're playing this out. And look what it's come to. It's come to Wisconsin. So Wisconsin, the strategy here is do that one first because they're only need 20,000 votes changed. If that, this count changes that, well, there you go. Now you delay some of the other ones. Now you notice Rudy said something about Georgia. So they're not going to let that recount in Georgia stand as it's counted right now because he's, tr he's right. What he mentioned was Georgia is just counting the ballots they've already counted. They're not doing a full recount and taking some ballots, getting rid of some ballots. So that's why there's so many affidavits coming out of Georgia right now from Lynn Woods doing a bunch of affidavits because it's that equal protection clause. If every vote was not handled equally, they get thrown out. And they, and they may not be able to certify the election. So I believe it's 16 electoral votes here in the state of Georgia that will not be able to go to the Electoral College if, if the Trump campaign could prevent it. We've got same kind of lawsuits going on in Nevada and obviously a lot going on in Pennsylvania. And then in Michigan, remember, we got the two uh, legislators who uh, first said they weren't going to certify it. Then they said they would. They caved in the pressure and then they had a change of heart, realizing that this pressure was just that and they shouldn't have done it and came back and recanted and they won't cert they're not going to certify those votes until the irregularities are fleshed out. And if those irregularities are not fleshed out by December 14th, guess what? Michigan doesn't go to the Electoral College. So you're kind of starting to see what the strategy of the Trump administration is. And remember, uh, Alan Dershowitz said, this is a path to victory for Trump by getting it to the House. Now, another thing that may happen, and I want to get into the rest of this presser. I don't need to take so much time on this. Another thing that may happen is it goes to the Supreme Court about how things are counted. If Wisconsin had said no, by the way, that we're not going to count those two counties, it would have gone to the Supreme Court. So this isn't over. Joe Biden is not the president-elect. In the next clip, uh, Rudy talks about those 60,000 ballots in Milwaukee and those uh, uh, 40,000 ballots in um, where that Dane County that should be tossed. So I'll let the video speak for itself. So let me play this and then we'll have a conversation after the fact as well. Ballots in Milwaukee County and 40,000 ballots in Madison that as far as we can tell, and this is why we've, we're auditing, because we have very good information that the numbers are going to come out about here that don't have applications. Under the law of the state of Wisconsin, already decided, if there's no application for an absentee ballot, the absentee ballot is thrown away. This all happened in two places in Wisconsin. Didn't happen in northern Wisconsin. Didn't happen in 
Republican Wisconsin. It didn't happen in neutral Wisconsin, where there are equal number of Republicans and Democrats. It happened in a place where the vote was 75, 80% for the Democrat. You take away any number of those, and that 20,000 lead disappears. In other words, if you count the lawful votes, Trump won Wisconsin by a good margin. Indeed, if you count the lawful votes in Pennsylvania, he won it by about 300,000 votes. Also, in the, in the lawsuit filed in Wisconsin, which is really a petition because of their uh, procedures, there were no, no inspectors provided for the count of the illegal ballots. There were numerous backdated ballots. We're just counting them now, run over into the thousands. And there were many precincts in which there was an overvote. Now, let me explain to you what an overvote is, which is something you should have explained to the American people, because it's about the clearest circumstantial evidence of massive fraud that you can have. An overvote is if 200% of the people who are registered in a district vote. Think about that. 200% of the registered voters in a district vote. What does that mean? That means somebody voted twice. That means somebody who's not entitled to vote voted, an illegal, a person from another city or state, a person who's not registered. <laughs> but what it means is that those are illegitimate votes. Yeah, so what he, fished, what he said at the beginning of that clip that got cut off, that there were 60,000 votes in Milwaukee County. So, I mean, this is, a, this is like amazing stuff. I mean, again, it all goes back to the equal clause. All votes are equal in the Constitution. So if they were treating one vote one way and treating another vote the other way, they're going to get tossed. And he said it was only in two counties. So judging by what I'm hearing, they've done their homework. So... That's now Wisconsin. It's a done deal. They've agreed to the recount. The money's been paid. People are in place. So we're going to know pretty soon if Wisconsin turns to Trump. If what Rudy Giuliani in these last two clips bears out to be true, I don't see how Wisconsin cannot turn. But if it doesn't turn, then it may be over. I don't know. Uh, I, all this is still fire hose data man it's just like streaming in so uh let's keep an open mind let the process play out there's one thing that the left always does they've been doing it since day one they undermine they they underestimate donald trump and what he is a, he is able to accomplish they've been doing it his entire political career, and it's been a short political career, but from the very beginning, they have underestimated this man and what he can accomplish. And I got to tell you, I am impressed with what he's been able to accomplish. This is amazing stuff. Do you think any other Republican president would do this? You know, George Bush, hey, I had respect for the man, but you know, he's gone wishy-washy. I did like him as my president. You think he would have done this? I mean, he did fight in Florida, so maybe, but to this extent... I don't know. You know, Richard Nixon got a lot of bad flack for being a corrupt president. But you know what Richard Nixon did? He acquiesced and he didn't fight back. He didn't fight back in the 1960 election and he didn't fight back uh, in 1972, I think it was, when he stepped down. Instead of being impeached, he stepped down. He didn't fight back.
Republicans are fighting back now. The next clip I'm going to show you is Sidney Powell. And I got to tell you, Sidney Powell, the, 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 the left have to be shaking in their boats on Sidney Powell. They can, they laugh and they dismiss Rudy Giuliani all the time, but um, they're, they're watching their step with Sidney Powell. Listen to her. Now, before I get into this clip, um, this is a long clip. If you're looking at the screen, this is over six minutes long. And uh, I want to let the whole thing play so you can hear it and bear with it. It's just an amazing clip of what she outlines. In fact, she says something that I touched on the other day that money from Cuba and communist China came in for this. And I dismissed Cuba because I, you know, Cuba doesn't have any money. But um, we know what the Chinese connection is. That's obviously through Joe Biden, right? Uh, but where's the Cuba connection? I'll be curious to see how all this plays out. If that comes to fruition, that means we have foreign interference. You know what they're alleging here? Foreign interference. You know, the Democrats alleged that for four years. Are they going to now say that's kooky? <laughs> kind of puts them in a difficult spot, doesn't it? All right, let's let this clip play. What we are really dealing with here and uncovering more by the day is the massive influence of communist money through Venezuela, Cuba, and likely China in the interference with our elections here in the United States. The Dominion voting systems, the Smartmatic technology software, and the software that goes in other computerized voting systems here as well, not just Dominion, were created in Venezuela at the direction of Hugo Chavez to make sure he never lost an election after one constitutional referendum came out the way he did not want it to come out. We have one very strong witness who has explained how it all works. His affidavit is attached to the pleadings of Lynn Wood in the lawsuit he filed in Georgia. <clears throat> it is a stunning, detailed affidavit because he was with Hugo Chavez while the, he was being briefed on how it worked. He was with Hugo Chavez when he saw it operate to make sure the election came out his way. That was the express purpose for creating this software. He has seen it operate, and as soon as he saw the multiple states shut down the voting at the, on the night of the election, he knew the same thing was happening here, that that was what had gone on. Now, the software itself was created with so many variables and so many back doors that can be hooked up to the Internet or a thumb drive stuck in it or whatever. But one of its most characteristic features is its ability to flip votes. It can set and run an algorithm that probably ran all over the country to take a certain percentage of votes from President Trump and flip them to President Biden, which we might never have uncovered had the votes for President Trump not been so overwhelming in so many of these states that it broke the algorithm that had been plugged into the system. And that's what caused them to have to shut down in the states they shut down in. That's when they came in the back door with all the mail-in mail -in ballots many of which they had actually fabricated. Some were on pristine paper with identically matching uh, perfect circle dots for Mr. Biden. 
others were shoved in in batches. They're always put in in a certain number of batches and people would rerun the same batch. This corresponds to our statistical evidence that shows incredible spikes in the vote counts at particular times. And that corresponds to eyewitness testimony of numerous people who have come forward and said they saw the ballots come in the back door at that time. Notably, the Dominion executives are nowhere to be found now. They are moving their offices overnight to different places. Their office in Toronto was shared with one of the Soros entities, one of the uh, leaders of the Dominion project in overall is Lord Malik Brown, Mr. Soros number two person in the UK and part of his organization. There are ties of the Dominion leadership to the Clinton Foundation and to other known politicians in this country. Just to give you a brief description of how this worked, I'm going to quote from a, a a letter that was written, and I will uh, read that to make sure I get the quotes right. This person was objecting to the United States acquisition of Sequoia voting systems by Smartmatic, a foreign-owned company. I believe this transaction raises exactly the sort of foreign ownership issues that CFIUS is best positioned to examine for national security purposes. It's undisputed that Smartmatic is foreign-owned and it has acquired Sequoia. They keep changing the names as they go along different times when a problem comes up. They just create another corporation and call it a different name. But it was a voting machine company doing business in the United States. Sequoia voting machines were used to record over 125 million votes during the 2004 presidential election in the United States. Smartmatic now acknowledges that Antonio Mujica, a Venezuelan businessman, has controlling interest in Smartmatic, but the company has not revealed who all the Smartmatic owners are. According to the press, Smartmatic's owners are hidden through a web of offshore private entities, and that is, in fact, true. Smartmatic has been associated with the Venezuelan government led by Hugo Chavez, which is openly hostile to the United States, and of course, as we all know, communistic and really uh, brutalizing its own people. The system has been continued there by Mr. Maduro and ensured his election. Smartmatic's possible connection to the Venezuelan government poses a potential national security concern in the context of its acquisition of Sequoia because electronic voting machines are susceptible to tampering and insiders are in the best position to engage in such tampering. This letter expresses concern of the Chicago 20, 2006 primary election. And it ends by saying the, the products and services that are of Venezuelan origin and evaluate Smartmatic's ownership to determine who could have influence and control over these and other Sequoia products and services are important to the national security of the United States. This letter was written to Hank Paulson on October 6, 2006 by Congresswoman Carolyn B. Maloney. Cong uh, Senators uh, Klobuchar and Warren have raised these concerns as recently as December 2019. Why our government has not taken them seriously is beyond my comprehension, unless they have some of the three-letter agencies have used them themselves in other parts of the world. We know that the technology was exported to affect an election in Argentina. That's admitted by our friend who wrote the affidavit about Hugo Chavez and his interest in Smartmatic.
Wow. <clears throat> I mean, was that, as uh, it said in the Gateway Pundit, the mother of all bombs dropped right there? So, I mean, did you hear all that? I mean, that was a lot to take in. But we've got foreign interference. We've got, uh, I mean, the espionage here. This, ladies and gentlemen, if it turns out to be true, people need to go to jail. I don't say that often, by the way. I don't like to say that. I'm not one of those that say, oh, Obama needs to go to jail. Hillary's going to go to jail. I don't like to do that because I know how our government is, and I know that they don't really have an appetite for the truth. But this, if this is true, think about this. We've got communist countries infiltrating our elections. Communist countries. Venezuela, Cuba, and China. Now, if you don't think that's possible, because it's like a Tom Clancy novel, right? It's possible. Now, notice what she said there towards the end is she doesn't understand why we're using these systems unless, or why we were part of this, partnering with these companies, unless we were using those systems in other countries. And that allegation, those allegations have come out or come up, I should say, uh, Primarily, the CIA has used these to overturn elections in other countries. So did we have a relationship with this company so that we are in our spies, our spy intelligence or spy people can go and overturn elections in other countries to our desired outcome? This is big stuff. I mean, this is huge, uh, you know. I hope these guys, and I'm sure they are, I hope they have protection as far as bodyguards because this is the kind of stuff that should send people to jail, if not. I mean, you know what the penalty for treason is, right? Yeah, it's death. Because if, if apparatuses, app, people in our government were doing this, wow, <clears throat> just wow. And here's the next clip uh, from... Also, Sidney Powell, uh, basically, they're not going to be intimidated. They're, they're not going to back down on this. So if uh, these powers to be uh, think that they can intimidate this group, it ain't going to happen. The lawyer told me he got, quote, election insurance, um, meaning that he would uh, be able to make sure he was elected. I'm sure they explained that feature in detail to many people who expressed interest in putting this voting system in. Texas denied certification of the Dominion system in 2019, but there are no doubt issues with the software that Texas did use, unbeknownst to Texas, I would imagine, since they went to great trouble to examine the Dominion systems and reject them. But other software, the source code that does the alterations is embedded, we have been told, in the source code all across the country and all the voting machines. There's no doubt it has been used to alter elections in other countries. Um, we know specifically that Venezuela exported it for that purpose to Argentina and other Latin American companies to make sure that the corrupt rulers who were willing to pay the highest price for being in office were allowed to rig their elections. This is stunning, heartbreaking, infuriating, and the most unpatriotic acts I can even imagine for people in this country to have participated in in any way, shape, or form. And I want the American public to know right now that we will not be intimidated. 
American patriots are fed up with the corruption from the local level to the highest level of our government. And we are going to take this country back. We are not going to be intimidated. We are not going to back down. We are going to clean this mess up now. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it. And we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. How come you're not suing in the Wisconsin counties that use this? Why are you only doing a recount? Now, you heard a reporter ask that question. It was a stupid question. I explained why they're doing the recount and what the long term, what the long game is on this. Because these reporters, they don't know. They're just stupid. This is, I mean, this, this is the kind of stuff, ladies and gentlemen, that are written in spy novels. This is the kind, I mean, this is absolutely amazing. Do you? It's hard to even comprehend uh, that this is actually happening right now. Uh, I've been reporting on this for these last number of days, and all of this has been seeping out, and all of it is coming to fruition. People are like, where's the Kraken? When's she going to release it? Well, I think you know, the Kraken has been released here, and I bet. This is not just the be- this is just the beginning of it. We still don't have the details in Pennsylvania what's going on. They're given just enough, but what they're alleging if true is a complete corrupt government that is the United States of America. And that is sad. That is heartbreaking. What they are alleging right now, what they are mentioning right now is our government is corrupt. And you know what's sad? Most of the people listening to this, most of the people watching this, this doesn't surprise you. In fact, you're ready for it. You're ready for this all to be exposed so we can have a country that is great the way America should be. And it's time. And this is why Trump got elected. And this is why I do believe Trump won in the landslide. Now, it all goes to the courts. Remember, uh, Ted Cruz, I mentioned him a couple weeks ago. What he said was, the way we do it in this country is we resolve it in the courts. And that's what's happening. See, the left, they lie, they cheat, they steal. The right, we're going to resolve this in the courts. We're going to do it the right way and expose them for what they are, which are treasonous, lying scum. Yeah, I'm angry. I'm really angry. I mean, this should make everybody angry. 75 million people voted for Donald Trump that we know of. It was probably more. They're trying to tell us that 80 80 million people voted for Biden. They're trying to tell us that all these ballots, these pristine ballots just somehow magically appeared and were okay and are legitimate. I'm not buying it, and I don't think you are too. Let's get to the final clip with Sidney Powell, where um, she talks about, or she calls on Dominion Voting Systems employees to step forward. This is a shorter clip, about a minute and a half. Is watching this. I have gotten multiple emails from people in other countries who watch the same pattern happen there. We have witnessed testimony that the same things were done in those countries as this was exported from Venezuela and by Maduro and by Mr. Chavez and by Cuba. And of course, we know China also has a substantial presence in Venezuela and substantial interest in making sure that President Trump does not continue in office. This is the consummate 
foreign interference in our election in the most criminal way you can possibly imagine. It must be shut down. We know, for example, that one of the Dominion's highest level employees or officers went to Detroit himself to man the Detroit Operations Center where he could watch the votes coming in real time and decide what file folder in the system <clears throat> to put those votes into. That's why you see massive spikes after hours when people were told that all the votes were in and all the votes were counted. Many Dominion employees have already reached out to us to tell us the truth. They are Americans who want to ensure election integrity like we do. I would encourage every Dominion or Smartmatic employee who is fed up with the corruption in this country to come forward as soon as possible because these are serious federal offenses that I am confident the Department of Justice will be in pursuit of in very short order if they are not already. The biggest scandal of our lifetime. I mean, this is, I mean, think about this scandal. This is the bought and paid for of a United States presidency by foreign powers, communist powers. Now, again, this communism scare is real. It is here. I had a conversation with a kid several months ago where he believes communism is the right thing to do. Just the right people haven't done it yet. I wonder if he thinks this is, these are the right people. I wonder if he thinks this is the right way. Because it's the only way that they'll ever gain power is through this kind of fraud, lies, cheat, steal. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an amazing story. I'm floored by this. I'm seeing this just probably, maybe some of you are seeing this for the first time. I'm watching this unfold and recording this at the same time. And I'm speechless at just what is involved here, what the allegations are. Now, what's going to happen next? You know, the media, how are they going to react? That'll be curious. This is done on a Friday. So it goes into the weekend dump and we'll see it on the Sunday news shows. They got to talk about it. And that's why they, by the way, they did it on Friday because now they're forcing the media to talk about it on those Sunday programs. And they're going to dismiss it. They're going to call them quacks. They're going to call them kooks. They're going to say, show us the evidence. Do you really think they would roll out those kind of allegations without the evidence? The media does. The left does. The left are just going to laugh them off and say, this is just a desperate man. It'll all go to Trump. But this, listen to what you heard. This wasn't about Trump. This was about the, the, the protection of the Constitution of the United States of America. This is about our country. This is not about Trump. This has nothing to do with Trump at this point in time. This has everything to do with to preserving what America is, who we are, because we know the levels of corruption of government have gotten bigger and bigger. We've seen it. I mean, it's frustrating to us. Us, the regular people, the people that watch the news, that pay attention, we know. We've seen it when Obama was president. We've seen this. We saw it with Clinton. And we saw it. We, this has been in our system for years, and we've We've become the boiled frog where we're starting to accept it. But no more. Not with Donald Trump. God help him prevail in this. Because now we're talking about saving a country. We're not talking about saving Donald Trump's presidency. This has nothing to do with Donald Trump's presidency. This has everything to do, everything to do with saving our country and our way of life. God forbid Joe Biden manages to pull this off. God forbid that the Trump team 
cannot, cannot resolve this and overturn what is clearly a fraudulent election. Now, thank God that it looks like the Senate is going to be saved. Thank God that the Amy uh, um, Coney Barrett was put on the Supreme Court, and we have Neil Gorsuch, and we have Sam Alito, and we have Brett Kavanaugh. These are good people. We have the, uh, Thomas, Justice Thomas. Thank God we have a 5-4 court, solid 5-4 court, squishy 6-3 court. Thank God that the state legislatures went to the GOP. The Republicans won there. Thank God that the GOP controls the number of governors out there. You see how there's so much that went right in this cluster fun part of an election? This one thing, the presidency, may be what was needed. This actually may be what was needed to get, to get the hard reset that this country has no appetite for. Because if Trump and his team are proven to be correct in all of this, you know what? I think the American people will accept it. And I think they'll accept this reset and go, enough's enough. Take them out. Drain the swamp. Hey, one last thing, and I'm going to wrap up this segment of the podcast. The media, uh, shallow pieces of crap, pond scum that they are, we're making fun of Rudy Giuliani at the conference. And uh, it's, I didn't show any of the clips on this. Apparently, you know, Rudy Giuliani has some hair, hair dye, and he was sweating. If you saw in there, he was sweating, and the hair dye dri uh, dripped down. Now, you know, the man is 76 years old. It's part of his generation, part of his, uh, what he grew up with. That's what they did. I'm not going to um, slam him for that. But the media, <clears throat> the media. Now, there's some language in this, so I'll apologize up front. But I want you to hear just how childish and small the media really are because they're they're who we're fighting as well and if donald trump can get back keep his seat in the white house uh we're gonna see we're gonna see the fall of the media we're gonna see even more than we've been seeing it they're already losing millions hundreds of millions of dollars and if trump can keep the presidency watch the media the great almighty media fall even more. Listen to this. And at once, all for Joe Biden. That's like flipping a coin 186,000 times and it lands on the <laughs> See fucking, on fucking Rudy's hair dye dripping that down his face. There is no reasonable explanation for the upshoots. Straight lines up. I'm not even talking about a, an angle. <laughs> it I'm talking like about some crashed. massive straight I just saw lines pop up, up on the stream. The vote tallies in the middle of the night after they've supposedly stopped counting and at once all for Joe Biden. That's like, by the way, if you're watching this, uh, on the video, I didn't do anything to the screen. That's those numb nut media people who had no idea they had a hot mic on and didn't know what they were doing because they're children and they're not professionals. Uh, they should not act. They should not be in the media, but that's, that's who the media are right there. That is a prime example. They're watching this unfold and that's, what they see and that's what they think just truly despicable just despicable um thanks for listening to and watching this episode of the pbl podcast politics and brown liquor some heavy stuff heavy stuff there'll be some more commentary on this as well we'll see how it plays out over the weekend and what the media is going to lie and uh, spin about and uh we're going to see the left watch the left after watching this but don't be disheartened by what the left are going to say. As I said before, 
The Trump administration, they have a plan. They know what they're doing. They're going to take care of it. What we need to do is support them through prayer and monetarily if you can afford it. But we need to support them and understand that they, they've got this. They've got this. That press conference, they got this. They know what they're doing. And they wouldn't be making those kind of charges without the goods. At least we hope they wouldn't, right? And I hate to plant that seed of doubt because we've been burned several times, you know, once bitten, twice shy, but I don't think so this time. I got a feeling this ain't going to end well for the Democrats. Again, thanks for listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor.